You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, what's happening? It's your boy Sosa Cremendas, as always, a fantasy analyst at Pro Football Focus and your host of the Locked On Rams podcast, your number one daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Rams pod. I appreciate you guys for coming back to me and giving me your time once again this week. And today's episode is going to be an interesting one in which we're going to break down some interesting news from Adam Schefter regarding the trade of Matthew Stafford to the Los Angeles Rams. According to Schefter, a few players texted Stafford shortly after getting traded and actually indicated that they would be interested in joining the Rams this season, sort of like they did in 2018 when they geared up for that Super Bowl run. In the second segment, we're going to start our positional review from the 2020 season. We're going to go through every positional group starting today with quarterback and working our way through the rest of the roster throughout the rest of the week and however long it takes us. And then we're going to top it all off with some interesting odds that drop from our exclusive partner, Bet Online. But to begin this episode, I mentioned the interesting News that came out from Adam Schefter, the ESPN insider, Mr. Know-it-all, Mr. Do-everything. He actually suggested in a tweet on February 7th, saying shortly after the Rams and Lions agreed to a trade that would send Matthew Stafford out west, the quarterback began receiving texts from players that wanted to join him in Los Angeles per sources. And in the article, and this is a direct quote, he name-dropped a particular player that pretty much everyone has already connected the dots to, and that was... Former Detroit Lions wide receiver Marvin Jones. The article said one of those players who is expected to be interested in joining Stafford in Los Angeles is Lions wide receiver Marvin Jones per sources. Jones is scheduled to be a free agent this winter and he grew up in Fontana, California and later attended Cal. The Rams and Jones seem like a natural fit even before free agency begins March 17th. Now, I don't think he dropped any other names in this article, but it was very interesting to suggest that multiple players were actually interested in joining the Rams and not only Jones because Jones made his want public. Dan Orlovsky, the former Lions quarterback, former Rams quarterback actually in a training camp a few seasons ago, tweeted that once the Rams acquired Stafford that they should actually go out and get Marvin Jones too. And Marvin Jones obviously quote tweeted that and threw up the Tupac gift, which we talked about already last week. And, um, you know, he was throwing up Westside. And like I mentioned in those episodes, Jones was a former California guy. He is a California guy that would essentially be going home for him. Obviously, he would love to go home and play in his home state near his home. I'm not exactly sure how close Fontana and Los Angeles are, but I'm Rather certain it's probably closer than Detroit to Fontana are, so that would obviously be ideal for him. And then the whole additive of ring chasing, right? The Rams are in a position now where they could be one of the favorites in the NFC, maybe one of the favorites in the entire league for the Super Bowl. And that brings up a whole nother discussion of are guys willing to take on less money, specifically veterans, guys who've already made a lot of money in their careers. Are they willing to take less, leave some on the table, and go join a team like the Rams who have aspirations to win this ring. You know, it was very similar to the 2018 offseason for the Rams, I think. And I tweeted that out is that I think this offseason is going to be similar to that 2018 one. Now, you know, I don't think it's going to be exactly similar in the sense that the Rams won't have enough cap space to just go out and add a bunch of talents like Ndamukong Sue and players like that. But, you know, if they can find a bargain bin free agent, maybe one or two guys that are obviously worth more than they take and are willing to take a little bit less to come to the Rams and either come home to play in California or, you know, just ring chase or both, which is obviously the ideal situation, 
then I think they could pull off a 2018-like offseason. And I think Marvin Jones is obviously one of the guys that would be highlighted in that scenario. He is the logical connection. The Rams are going to lose Josh Reynolds to free agency most likely. And they do have a third receiver in Van Jefferson who is already ready to start and be that replacement guy. But, you know, Marvin Jones brings another dynamic to a offense that didn't really have many explosive plays last season. You look at his ability to pull in contested catches. Very impressive. He's probably one of the best in the entire NFL when it comes to contorting his body and bringing in tough catches and toe tapping his feet you know, near the sidelines and things of that nature. You look at his season, he's coming off one of the best seasons of his career where he had 978 receiving yards. That was very good. He only had 200 yards after the catch. So he's not a dynamic threat after the catch. That's not who he is as a player. He's a guy who's typically going to make tough catches and that will most likely be the end of his receptions. But he also had nine touchdowns on the season. He had 52 first downs, very impressive, 26 contested targets, bringing in 15 of those. That ranked 7th in the entire NFL when it comes to contested catches, so obviously very impressive. And like I mentioned, you know, he's not a yak guy. He's not going to catch the ball and force a ton of missed tackles and, you know, create a bunch of yardage after contact and after the catch, but he is a guy who's going to go up, climb the ladder with guys draped on his back. He's going to bring in passes that he has no business catching. He's going to get his feet in when it looks like there's absolutely no chance he's going to get his feet in. And that's exactly what he does. And one more aspect of all of that is his ability to win deep, his ability to take the top off a of defense, his ability to climb the ladder and go fight for footballs in the air. These are all things that could be very well used in a Rams system. Obviously, he has the chemistry with Matt Stafford. You know, they've played together for five years now. These two guys are obviously very good friends. Their wives are very good friends. Their families are very good friends. And Marvin Jones is the exact kind of guy that could bring a lot to the table for the Rams. You know, this is a guy who had 30 explosive catches last season, according to Pro Football Focus. That's passes of 15 plus yards, and that ranked ninth in the NFL. This dude was really, really good last season, very quietly dominant in some way. And, you know, there were many targets coming his way, obviously, with Kenny Galladay, the number one receiver for the Lions, getting injured and only playing in five games. And then some other guys suffering some other injuries at those receiver spots and whatnot. But Jones seen an opportunity. He stepped up. And that's really all he's done in his career. He's not a dynamic receiver by any means. He's not going to be a Julio Jones. But he fits the mold of a guy that the Rams want at the receiver position. Now, the Rams do have guys in Robert Woods and Cooper Cup who are much better at creating yardage after the catch, but they could very well use a guy that has the same skill set as a guy like Marvin Jones does. He can stretch the field vertically. He can become the de facto red zone threat, and he doesn't have to play a full complement of snaps when you have a guy like Van Jefferson ready to go as well. So all positives, and you know those are all good things. The one question at the end of the day is are the Rams going to be able to afford his services or is Jones going to be happy enough to leave more on the table to come to LA, play with Stafford once again, potentially ring chase, come home obviously in his home state. And not only that, but I think there's one aspect that not many people are talking about when it comes to free agency this offseason, and that is the whole COVID aspect of it. There's going to be less money in the salary cap this year. It sounds like it's going to be around 100 to 181 million. That's down from 198 million in 2020. So a lot of guys could take one year flyer deals, hit the market again next year when the salary cap is expected to rise back to normal and cash in at that point, which makes a lot of sense. I think we could see a lot of veterans settling for one-year deals to just try and rehab, not necessarily their value, but even just the salary cap, and then hit it again next year when the salary cap is expected to rise back to normal. That would obviously work out very well for the Rams as well as Jones, but it would require 
for Jones to leave a little bit of money on the table. And we're going to see if he's willing to do that with his new quarterback in Matt Stafford. Talking about quarterbacks, we're going to dive into our positional review and talk about the quarterback performances from Jared Goff and John Wolford in 2020 in the next segment. And while we've got you, make sure to come connect with us on Twitter for all the coverage you need on the Los Angeles Rams. You can find me at QB's MEP and you can find the page at Locked On Rams. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. While football might be over, the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV and has real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. BetOnline.ag. February is Black History Month, and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than the Game. This week, Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Erica Ayala of Locked On Women's Basketball discuss the opportunities and challenges that come with being a black woman in sports. Subscribe to the Locked On Presents podcast feed on the radio.com app or wherever you get podcasts. Welcome to the second segment of this Tuesday edition of the Locked On Rams pod. I mentioned before the break that we're going to now start our new series throughout the next week or however long it may take. And we're going to dive through each position on the roster from the Rams in 2020 and talk about their performances from top down and hand out a grade for the entire unit for each unit throughout the whole season. And I think it's going to give us a good look in terms of who performed well, who carried the team and the positions that the Rams may ultimately want to try and upgrade going into the offseason here, whether that be through the draft or free agency. There's only one place for us to begin, obviously, and that's the quarterback position. You know, we got to start there. It's the most important position on the field. And ironically enough, two guys took snaps for the Rams at the quarterback spot this season. Jared Goff, 15 games as we know, and one game from John Wolford, and that was in the regular season. And then going into the playoffs, John Wolford, another start, though he barely lasted, not even a quarter, just a few drives. Jared Goff took over the rest of that game, and then Jared Goff, once again, the starter in the divisional round against the Green Bay Packers. So looking at just their statistics from the regular season, I want to basically keep this at the regular season mark. I think their grades are probably about average, and I'm going to first delve into why and then share the score that I gave them in terms of their letter grade. You know, you look at Jared Goff, he had 20 touchdowns this season, 13 interceptions, 13 big-time throws, 18 turnover-worthy passes, all according to Pro Football Focus, with an average of 7.2 yards per attempt and a rating of 90 And then you look at John Wolford, who attempted only 38 passes, so he only had basically one game of production. He had one interception, no touchdowns, four big-time throws, which is decent, one turnover-worthy pass, which is good, not a lot, and a rating of 64.7. So not exactly tremendous from either player, but I think they did enough to get the job done. The Rams knew exactly how they were going to win on offense this season, and it was not by way of the strength of their passing game. They were happy to run the ball, use K-makers, use Daryl Henderson in these featured style roles, ground and pound, a little bit of play action off of that, not many explosive plays, not a vertical passing attack, and then just basically try and be methodical and work your way down the field, attacking the seams outside of the numbers, 5, 10, 15 yard passes in the intermediate area of the field, keep handing the ball off, a lot of bootlegs obviously, and it was kind of boring to watch the offense, they weren't very productive. They were about average in terms of their output for scoring and things of that nature, but not many explosive plays. And it felt like a very big far cry from the 2018 offense where, 
you know, the Rams felt like they could strike at any given moment. They felt like they were guaranteed 30 plus points every single game. It felt like every single game was a guarantee to have at least one 40 or 50 yard play, whether that was a run or a vertical shot to a guy like Brandon Cooks. And that was definitely not the case for the team in 2020. A little bit of that had to do with the offensive line and their inability to kind of hold up on those five and seven step drops. And a lot of that had to do with the reluctance of Jared Goff to push the ball downfield. And I think that was one of the major reasons why the Rams ultimately finally decided to scrub their hands clean and just say, we want a fresh slate. Jared Goff is a solid quarterback. We won a lot of games together. We did a lot of good things together. But this is a guy who doesn't want to run the offense that we want to run. He can't really run it. You know, we see a lot of limitations in his game in terms of the guy that we want back there. And so the Rams pull the plug and I can respect that and I can understand why they did that. And that's exactly why they went out to get Matt Stafford is because they're the anti-quarterback version of each other. Matt Stafford wants to push the ball deep. Jared Goff is happy to take that three or five yard pass or check down, whether you know it's a check down option or a hot route or whatever it may be. And he's not going to push it deep. That's the last area he wants to attack for whatever reason. Jared Goff became skittish in the pocket. Obviously, the turnovers are a major issue. A lot of fumbles once again. 13 interceptions once again near the top of the league in terms of total turnovers and he leads the league in total turnovers over the past two seasons and a little bit of that is skewed obviously because Jared Goff did play a lot more games than guys like Jameis Winston, Daniel Jones, Carson Wentz, all of who could have very well topped him had they played 30 or 32 games a pop but that wasn't the case so Jared Goff does suffer a little bit from actually having the durability to hold up throughout the whole season essentially for the last two years And, you know, when you actually look at the turnovers per game, he's not higher than every single player in the league. But in total turnovers, he is leading the league over the last two years. And that is just never going to be a recipe for success. This is a guy who really started to regress in 2019, took probably another step back this season. And while he was solid, solid just isn't enough, especially when you're a team trying to win a Super Bowl. And I think that's why the Rams pretty much pulled the plug. Now, looking at his backup, John Wolford, we only have one game to go off of and then like a drive or two in the Seattle playoff game. So it's very tough to judge just how he performed this season, but I would say he was all right. The start of his career in the NFL was not great. His very first pass was an interception to a linebacker against the Arizona Cardinals. Nearly a pick six had Tyler Higby not ran down Jordan Hicks after the interception. But after that, Wolford really started to settle in. He looked a lot more comfortable in the pocket than Jared Goff did. I thought his processing was a lot quicker. I thought his ability to pull the trigger and get passes you know, out of his hand and into a receiver's hands much quicker than Jared Goff. Uh, you know, I thought he was willing to actually push the ball vertical. And while this is all just a small sample size, it was refreshing to see a guy who actually did all of the things opposite of what Jared Goff did. And I think a lot of that opened Sean McVay's eyes to the possibilities of what a new quarterback and what a different style of quarterback could do in this offense. And again, wrapping it all up, I think that's why they went to go get Matt Stafford. Now, talking about this position and their letter grade, I'm going to give them a C minus. I don't think they were bad enough to be a D. I do think they were the liability on the offensive side of the ball, unfortunately, specifically when Jared Goff was in there. And that's obviously never a good thing. But at the same time, I did think he had a few highs and a lot of good play in between some very bad stuff and some turnovers. And we can't really knock him all the way for that. And I do want to give him some credit as well. And I thought John Wolford played well when he was squeezed into duty and ultimately won a game that was essentially a playoff game for the Rams in week 17. Talking about the playoffs, we're going to dive into our last segment after this break and talk about the Rams odds 
to win the NFC Championship as well as their odds to win the Super Bowl according to our exclusive partner at betonline.ag. Folks, are you having any car troubles? Do you ever go outside to find your car tires flat or your car won't even start? Well, you should absolutely check out rockauto.com for your service needs. RockAuto is a family-owned business, and they've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. There isn't a better time than right now to support a family-owned business with the COVID-related times that we're living in. If you're a do-it-yourselfer or a professional and are looking for reliably low prices, you need to check out RockAuto. Go to their website and check out all of their available parts. It's a truly never-ending list, and if your car needs it, they've probably got it. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com and write locked on in their how did you hear about us so they know that we sent you nfl analyst brian peacock and former nfl scout matt williamson host locked on's peacock and williamson every monday through friday brian and matt give you the national perspective all around the nfl covering all the latest news and insight on every game team and move around the nfl get your picks previews and much more every weekday with the peacock and williamson podcast Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the final segment of this Tuesday edition of the Locked On Rams pod. I appreciate you guys for sticking around this long and reaching the near end of the episode. And I did mention before the break that we're going to dive into some fun odds that BetOnline has now released according to their futures bets. And the Los Angeles Rams are obviously viewed as one of the favorites when it comes to the NFC as well as the Super Bowl. Now, we covered their Super Bowl odds last week, so we do know that the Rams are one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl. They're actually tied for second with a number of teams like the Buffalo Bills, the Green Bay Packers, and so forth. BetOnline has now released their odds to win the NFC Championship in 2021-2022, and the Rams are tied and come in second with the Green Bay Packers at plus 550, trailing only the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at plus 400. So the Rams are clearly viewed as one of the superior teams in the NFC one of the best teams in the NFL. And that's obviously a good thing for Rams fans. You want to go into the season with that feeling of hope and not that same feeling of hope that I feel like we all had under Jared Goff, where you knew the Rams were probably going to win 10 games. You knew they were probably going to go to the playoffs, but you probably did not have a bunch of hope that they would knock off teams like the Buccaneers against Tom Brady or the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes. It didn't really feel like they had that Super Bowl lust that Super Bowl spark that they had in 2018 and it proved true because the Rams never really got back to that they never really got close 2019 they missed the playoffs altogether 2020 they get back into the playoffs but you know they won one game against the Seahawks and then in the second game really looked outmatched against the Green Bay Packers and we can make all the you know excuses and points about how they were hurt and that's all true but at the end of the day the Green Bay Packers were the better team they looked like the better team the Rams were hanging on to the ropes really all game and that was really how the game went now looking ahead the Rams have a chance to make this a special offseason and deliver to the fans to you listeners to Rams Nation a similar offseason to what they had in 2018 where you can fill out some of the remaining holes in your roster sell Los Angeles as this place that not only is now opening up this grand SoFi Stadium to the fans for the first time. Obviously, we didn't have fans in 2020 with the whole COVID thing. And not only that, but as a team and as a roster that is going to extract the most out of your skills, minimize most of your weaknesses, give you the most money in future deals because of putting your best stuff on tape and not really exposing you in terms of the stuff you don't do well. And among all else, being a true Super Bowl contender in 2021 That is always going to be the biggest and the best selling point. And I think the Rams finally have that on their side with Matt Stafford under center with Sean McVay at head coach. 
Most of that defense returning, specifically the most important players like Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. You still have Les Snead who can find talent pretty much anywhere in that front office as the general manager. You're now going to have a new defensive coordinator, obviously, in Raheem Morris taking over for the departed Brandon Staley. But I do think the Rams have one of the most talented rosters in football. I do think that they have an ability now to go into free agency here and sell the idea that they are one of the best teams in the league. They are one of the best teams in the NFC. And they are a true and legitimate contender for the Super Bowl. That is going to help sell their team and the potential to maybe leave a little bit of money on the table to go acquire pieces like Marvin Jones, somebody that we highlighted in this episode and last week. Maybe a guy like John Ross, if Marvin Jones doesn't work out, a guy that can take the top off of the defense. Or when you look at the defensive side of the ball, maybe even go find yourself an edge rusher or an inside linebacker or a replacement safety if you happen to lose John Johnson for a relatively cheap deal and maybe not cheap necessarily, but cheaper than that player is legitimately worth on the open market and sell them the idea that, hey, listen, we're going to get far in the playoffs this year. We got a shot to go win a Super Bowl. We put all our chips into the middle of the table. We went to go get a quarterback upgrade. We have this quarterback who is now going to push the ball downfield. He's going to get our offense right. Sean McVay is going to spend this offseason getting this offense back to 30 points per game, back to that 2018 offense that we saw. And this defense, while it's going to undergo some changes with Raheem Morris taking the reins, you still get to play potentially next to the best player in football in Aaron Donald. You still get to play on the same side of the ball as a guy like Jalen Ramsey. There's still talented players all around you like Michael Brockers and Darius Williams and Taylor Rapp and all these other names that the Rams have on the defensive side of the ball. And I think they should leverage this and find a way to maximize their window of opportunity in this offseason with Matthew Stafford under center and all the other names that I mentioned. And that is exactly why BetOnline has the Rams as one of the favorites when it comes to winning the NFC Championship. I actually just placed my bet on that futures bet to have the Rams win the NFC Championship. And then I placed another bet, a long shot, but you know sometimes long shots pay off for the Rams to win the Super Bowl in 2021 because I do believe, and this is all early and hard to project because we haven't even dove into the offseason just yet. I mean, the Super Bowl just ended. It's going to be tough to project who's going to be the favorite, who's going to win when we don't even know who's getting re-signed to what team, what free agents might be signed to certain places, what teams draft class look like. But you know I took my shot. I figure that the Rams are probably going to put together a solid offseason here. I think they're going to be an attractive landing spot for free agents. I think they're going to be able to bring back some of their talent. I believe that Les Need, Tony Pastors, all these guys are going to be able to work around that salary cap, build some space for the Rams, move some of that stuff into the future, and gear up for this Super Bowl run because if there's any point for the Rams to really push all their chips into the table, they already have most of with the Stafford trade, but now you can start to maneuver with that cap a little bit, open up as much space as possible, give yourself as many opportunities as possible to go add talent, whether that be on offense or defense, and give yourself the best shot to go into 2021-2022 with SoFi Stadium opening up to fans and really legitimately give yourself a shot to go get that Super Bowl, the one that was elusive in 2018. You don't get many shots at this, and I do think the Rams are a Super Bowl caliber roster right now. And that is why I placed a bet on them. And that is why you guys should absolutely check out betonline.ag and check out their odds if you want to be like me and place an early bet on a futures bet to maybe pay out big down the road. I think you guys should check it out. It's fun. And it does make this season a little bit more exciting. That is all we got for you guys today. I appreciate you guys as always for sticking around and tuning into another episode of the Locked on Rams podcast. 
make sure to keep checking back in with us. We're going to keep diving into our off-season content as well as continue our positional review series moving forward. And just a reminder, come connect with us on Twitter. You can find me at QB's MVP, and you can find the page at Locked on Rams. Please subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes, content, breaking news, and a whole lot more.